Good morning, a cup of the good stuff
right, all right. It's 10 a.m. It's Wednesday. It's the 26th of September 2018. This is Threshold.fm, and this is Coffee and Memes. Steady job, a couple extra potatoes. That's all I want. You're getting on, you're pushing 30, Sluggy. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy, and that's funny, and it's, it's, it's kind of cool, and it's interesting, and it's edgy, and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you, and if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Good morning. Good morning, Threshold.fm. Good morning, Facebook Live. Good morning, Jeff Bezos, who is listening in through one of his many uh, illegal monitoring systems so that he can peer into other people's lives and then root around in their underwear drawers while they're out of the house at work or buying eggs from the local supermarket. Good morning. Good morning to everyone. Thank you for those that have been tuning in every day so far this week. People are filling up the chat already. Matt Beddle, Vlad, Daniel, Alexandru, Ben Wilson, Reese Musson, all thoroughly brave boys, all decent humans, just after a better way of life, you know. They're, they're sick of this late-stage capitalism. They're sick of the crushing patriarchal oppression sick of it all they've had enough they want to want to move to kibbutz somewhere start their own little way of life start their own way of doing things doing things by their rules their twisted ludicrous maniacal rules it'll all go to shit it always does yeah they'll start stockpiling weapons stockpiling impressionable young women stockpiling cats for no good reason why are they stockpiling cats? I don't know. I don't have all the answers. God knows I wish I did, but I'm not Jeff Bezos. So I do, I do my best with the tools that I'm given. I've got a bloody browser full of nonsense from the internet for you. I've got a jukebox full of banging tunes. I've got a Edenware 100% compostable coffee cup full of black gold with crushed up Xanax in it for a really wonky morning and uh, we're just you know we'll just see how it goes I can't I can't promise any more than that you know I I make the promises I break the promises what can I say but one thing I can promise is the tunes will be banging So good morning to you all in Liberty City and out across the world. What an absolute classic this is. This is Omni Trio, First Contact. As made famous by, of course, Grand Theft Auto 3. This was the opening track of the Moving Shadow CD that that was all taken from. Whew. 
Who was the MC on that station? Get in touch in the Facebook chat, let me know. Was it MC Alan Sugar? Uh, MC Debt in a Wig? I don't know. Codebreaker. Of course. Don't know if anyone listening has heard of a uh, quote-unquote rapper called Lil Zan. He looks like a grade-A prick. We've got an absurd news story here about him. It's funny, whenever I used to play Grand Theft Auto 3 and would steal someone's car and you'd drag them out and get in and find out that they were listening to this, I'd always feel like a little bit guilty, like, oh, I pulled a fellow trauma bass fan out of their car. Oh, I wouldn't have if I'd have known, I'd pick someone else. And just run them over anyway.
So this uh, rather odious looking uh, child called Lil Zan. Um, oh, fucking hell. Uh, call me an old fuddy duddy if you will. Um, is the collective now? Is the collective term for this this these bunch of clowns SoundCloud rappers? Um, basically, anyone whose rap rap name begins with Lil, like Lil Lee Allen or Lil Pump or Lil Twat. I don't know. Anyway, the the story is as such. Lil Zan says he ate too many hot Cheetos and went to hospital. Lil Zan was hospitalised on Tuesday, but not for any drug overdose. Uh, according to the SoundCloud rapper, yeah, he's SoundCloud rapper, right, okay. Uh, he just indulged a little too much on the fiery snack. I guess I ate too many hot Cheetos and it ripped something in my stomach open, so I puked a little blood. Are you sure it was blood or are you sure it's not just like... Red, bright red Cheeto paste, you absolute spang. Uh, the health bump won't affect his total Zanarchy Christ, tour, which kicks off in New York City, City, on Wednesday. In fact, he showed his packing process in the video. <sighs> yeah, they. I. It seems like yeah, these SoundCloud rapper types, they're all big on, on the Instagram, they're all on the gram, they've got the money and the, the outfits, haven't they, and the tattooed faces, they like a tattooed face, Ooh, they like a tattooed face, and they like, they like a they like a prescription drug as well, these SoundCloud rappers, don't they, you know these SoundCloud rappers from the Instagram, you know, you've seen them, haven't you, you've seen, you know, the rappers down by, down by the supermarket, what is it, got the tattooed faces, haven't they, and the Xanax, oh, they like the Xanax and the Percocet, whoa, yep. Like they they want themselves a a big teddy goth girlfriend. That's what they're all after, aren't they? These SoundCloud rappers. God Almighty. Uh, yeah. So anyway, don't eat too many hot Cheetos if you are a really pasty faced looking weird little child man child called Lil Zan. He was going out with um, Miley Cyrus's sister Noah. Okay, for a bit. They became uh, a meme for a little bit. These these SoundCloud rappers—they don't half look like they need a good wash. They just look like they need to be taken under like a big matron's arm and just scrubbed with a scrubbing brush, maybe in a tin bath in front of a fire or something. Really like deloused as well. Just a really good, <laughs> good rough scrubbing and then dried with a very rough, coarse towel. These SoundCloud rappers. You've seen the SoundCloud rappers, haven't you? On the Instagram. Oh, we've all seen them. Fucking Jesus Christ. I don't know. Right, we've got good music lined up today. That much I can promise. Uh, LTJ Bookham, music, sub-focus, some artificial intelligence, some high contrast, some Danny Bird, some scientific, some B-complex, some more Moufleur. Yep, it's all in there. Mystical. Joe, R-Type, get into that a bit later. Some Renegade, some Calibur. Let's play LTJ Bookham because I hadn't heard this in ages, but it's really good. We're starting with the old ones. We'll work our way through the years. You know the SoundCloud rappers? Bloody SoundCloud rappers. To Paul...
LTJ Bookham music from uh, year 1876 I think this came out I was only uh, 28 back then Alright, let's find out what other madness, utter madness has been going on around the world. So yesterday uh, told the tale of woe of uh, a young lady in New Zealand putting a pin in a fries at McDonald's and crying wolf. And there was a concern that, you know, when McDonald's eventually start using pins instead of potatoes to make their fries, you know... Wolf will have been cried, and we'll all just be swallowing pins all day. So, in a, a, a yeah, in a in a fairy 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 tale land far far away, Australia, young boy arrested for putting needles into strawberries. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear! A young boy has been arrested in Australia after sticking needles into strawberries for a prank. Detectives in the Australian state of New South Wales arrested him on Wednesday, but other copycats have been aping his behaviour. Is that a word? Leading to full... <laughs> leading to a fruit contamination crisis. Dun, dun, dun. Where's the dramatic music? Fruit contamination crisis. Uh, New South uh, New South Wales Police Acting Assistant Commissioner Stuart Smith Big up Stuart, each and every uh, He said, obviously in the last few days We found a young person has admitted to a prank Including putting needles into strawberries Because of the boy's age He will not fall foul of the state's Strict laws on fruit contamination Strict laws on fruit contamination Um which can lead guilty parties with the sentence of up to 10 years in prison. 10 years! Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, they take fruit contamination pretty seriously in Australia. I mean, what, like, what what bad turns would you have needed to have taken in your life to end up being sentenced to 10 years in prison for fruit contamination? Like, what kind of diabolical plan... <laughs> Would you have had to have put into place? You'd need to be some sort of Australian supervillain. I don't even know what that would look like. Like some demented character that, I don't know, listens to too much um, Melbourne sound and had done too many pingers and lost his mind and decided, ah, what we need to fucking do, mate, is contaminate all the fruit. We're going to contaminate all the mate. And then they sling you in the slammer for 10 years. Rough. However, this offender will instead enter into the state's youth cautioning system. Youth cautioning system. However, Mr. Smith said that anyone busted for copying this behaviour will feel the full weight of the law. Yeah, man, motherfuckers be out there contaminating fruit. Like, you know... Like it's a game. 
This ain't a game. It's appalling. It is. It's a disaster. Shit ain't a game. Right. Uh, this comes as the punishment for crimes. Uh, this comes as the punishment for crimes such as this is set to become more drastic, particularly to take into account the potential for such acts to cause harm. This would certainly include putting needles into strawberries. Aussie Prime Minister Scott Morrison spoke from the capital of Canberra, ca- the capital Canberra, on Wednesday. He said, "Some idiot, for his own reasons or her own reasons, has engaged in an act of sabotage." Now, any idiot who thinks they can go into a shopping centre and start sticking pins in fruit and thinks this is some sort of lark or something. (laughs) This is like the most Australian speech ever. That sort of behaviour is reckless. And under the provision we'll be seeking to introduce swiftly, that type of behaviour would carry a penalty of up to 10 years in prison. We'll send you away to another slightly smaller island. To a prison over there. See how you like that. Under the proposal, new legislation offenders who commit crimes such as this one could face 15 years in prison instead of 10. Jesus, they're ramping this shit up. Mr. Morrison continued, It's not a joke. It's not funny. You're putting the livelihoods of hard-working Australians at risk and scaring little children. You're a coward and a grub. <laughs> a grub. And if you do that sort of thing in this country, we'll come after you and we'll throw the book at you. Throw the book at you. This is a shocking and cowardly thing. Oh, it's gone a bit South African now. For this individual and others who've jumped onto this bandwagon here to have engaged in. The Prime Minister is hopeful that the new laws will be voted into place uh, by Parliament at the end of session on Thursday. Cool, they're not fucking around with this. Don't be putting pins in strawberries in Australia. They will own you. Uh, oh dear, a man was, uh, there, there are thought to be as many as 100 cases currently under investigation by the federal police. 13 people have reported finding needles in strawberries as, as well as bananas and apples. A man was rushed to hospital on the 9th of November as a result. Yeah, you'd be pretty razzed off if you bit into a strawberry and it had a bloody pin in it. I'd be fuming. I'd be outraged. It's, a, it's an outrage. It's a disgrace. It's appalling. It's appalling. It really is. Right, come on, let's uh, stop messing around with this strawberry nonsense. Play a bit of this. I gave you everything that you did to me. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. You had your chance. Now it's time to leave. Can you appreciate things I did for you? No, it's too late to shape up. Cause baby, we are Oh, yeah. 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 Oh,
I've got a real humdinger of a story next. I mentioned on Twitter about how these SoundCloud rappers need a bloody wash and uh, John from Traffic has replied 69 boy to Keshi 6 the 69 the uh, he's a grubber he looks like he needs a good wash Uh, he says 69 boys off to jail for choking a minor he'll get a wash soon enough Grim don't choke minors (laughs) don't just don't do it Yeah, he'll get a good de-lousing in prison. All right, Mr. Contrast, that's that's enough for now. I'm sure you'll be back all too soon uh, with your particular brand of, you know, morning drum and bass. Drum and bass that's just, you know, really doable in the morning. Like, really, you know, it's not too much of a commitment. It's great. Okay, here we go. Buckle up. 44-year-old loses virginity thanks to bionic penis and kindly sex worker. Hey, who doesn't love a story about A, a bionic penis, and B, a sex worker with a heart of gold? A man who was badly injured in a car crash as a child has discussed how he lost his virginity to a sex worker almost 40 years later. Charlotte Rose, the sex worker in question, opened up on the subject of taking Mohammed Abad's virginity last week. But as we know, people often tell very different versions of the same sexual encounter, and now he has shared his side. Mohammed is fortunate just to be alive, having been dragged 600 yards under a car as a six-year-old. Jesus, poor bastard. Uh, He was given a fleshy tube in place of his penis in the wake of the incident, although later in life it became apparent that it made it impossible for him to have sex. Poor, poor geezer. But... At long last, surgeons fitted Mohammed with a state-of-the-art bionic penis. Fucking get in, son. Uh, which opened up a whole new world of possibilities. Gee, I bet it does. A state-of-the-art bionic penis. I want one. Like, if they're, if they're dishing them out, I've got cash. I haven't. But, you know, I, maybe I could start a Kickstarter or something like that. Because, Christ, this old thing I've got down is bloody half-useless. I could, you know, I feel like I deserve a state-of-the-art bionic one. Uh, appearing on ITV's This Morning, alongside Charlotte Rose, Mohammed 
has now spilled the beans on how the two became acquainted, both online and in the boudoir. The boudoir. He said, When I was on my recovery period, I was on Facebook and social media and came across Charlotte. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And obviously, I'm going to hold back on the jokes for there. But I'm sure you can imagine. Uh, obviously, just, obviously, it just carried on from there. What a beautiful love story. She was intrigued to meet me with my bionic penis. And I was intrigued to meet her. We just hit it off. I'm honoured. Not everybody gets that opportunity. It's a big thing for me. Uh, I will say you have committed a crime, though. Um, I've never been one, one-to-one with a woman. So it was obviously uh, I was obviously going to be nervous. But she was brilliant. She went with the flow. I left her in control. And by the sounds of it, Charlotte had a great time too. She said, I was honoured. I was thrilled. I was shocked somebody in Mo's position would think of me out of thousands of people out there that do my work. I was shocked that he chose me. Uh, I was literally in control. It was amazing. Mo actually showed me how to operate it. What do you think you operated with? Do you think it's got like a Bluetooth to an app or something? Or maybe it's got like a secondary sort of joystick that you can... Maybe it's quite sort of prehensile. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen that video of the uh, Tesla charger sort of... It's like a bionic snake that just like weaves around all freaking scary and robotic and snaky and plugs itself into the car to charge it up. I could imagine maybe it's something a little bit like that. Like, it's a sort of Inspector Gadget situation. I wonder what it's powered by. Maybe it's got its own battery pack. Maybe it's running off Moe's heart. Maybe it's solar-powered. Maybe it's steam-powered. It's a sort of steampunk, robotic, schlong situation. Um, <laughs> that, that, I'd, that I'd pay good money to see. Uh, it was incredible. In that, uh, If that person, the surgeon, could go around creating such wonderful things us women love as much as men do, then happy days for the majority of people who get one. It was great. It was amazing. It was brilliant. We spent a good two hours together, intimately. It was just fantastic. We really thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. Well, they're made up, aren't they? They're absolutely stoked. And good on them, I say. Come on, you can't argue. Bionic penis. Brass with a heart of gold. What's not to love? Uh, So it seems practice doesn't make perfect after all. What you really need is the very best that modern day science has to offer. Now a relieved and rejuvenated Mohammed is looking to get hitched. Hey, I don't think you're going to have too much trouble with you, you know, putting that on your on your Tinder profile, are you? You know, Mohammed, forty-four, bionic penis. You you're going you're going to get you're going to get super likes. I'm telling you, it's happening. He said, "I feel brilliant. It's changed me as a person totally because three years ago, before I had my operation, I never used to talk to anyone. Now I'm out there slinging dick morning, noon, and night." Oh, you wouldn't believe it. It's utter, utter carnage. Uh, my dad is 78. He's getting on. He's he's not keeping very well. He'd like to see me married. He's also interested in getting a gigantic robot schlong. Hey, all the best to him. I think good on him. He obviously went had a very traumatic time, but now he's out there slinging dick with three hands. God bless him. Right, okay. Origin unknown. Elevator from Ram Raiders 2. <sighs> Naughty little number. Don't pretend you don't know. This one's going out to you, Mohammed. Keep on pushing.
I wonder how Luke Anus, his political campaign, is getting on. God bless him. Jess in the chat, she's asking advice, she needs help, she needs help from Uncle Rankin and I'm here to give it, because Christ knows I haven't got anything better to do. She says, William, I need advice, I have a date tonight, first date in 84 years, I'm not sure what to do, he's half Mexican, should I go? Well, I don't think you can argue with half Mexican, that's an absolute result. Uh, Should you go? Of course you should go, unless you've given up completely. What's the other half? I'm interested. I want to know all about him. I want to know how tall he is. I want to know if he's got a bionic schlong. I want to know if he's a brass with a heart of gold. That'd be a fun day. I think you should definitely go, but you know how people often offer the advice for dates that, you know, just be yourself. Don't. Don't, whatever you do, don't be yourself. Just fabricate a tapestry of lies. And uh, hopefully by the time the tapestry of lies unravels, you'll have him locked into some sort of contract, you know, like a marriage contract or something like that. And then uh, if, he, if he tries to escape, you can just take him for everything's worth. That's my advice anyway. Take it or leave it. He's five foot seven, apparently. Um, but you're only about five foot, Jess, so that's pretty tall for you. Origin Unknown, Elevator, off Ram Raiders Volume 2. remember hearing that for the first time when I was a ute. I'd have been a 16-year-old ute at that point. Oh, that lovely neon blue artwork. remember listening to that for the first time in a record shop in Brighton called... It was above a sort of... It was upstairs, it was tiny. Can't remember... No, it's gone. No, forget it. Forget it! No, no, no. It's appalling. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Okay, well, anyway, I'll do some research. Look into it. Okay, I will. Um, okay, from the Metro today. 
Has Benny the Beluga Whale managed to get out of the Thames? So this is a story of a beluga whale um, who is lost, basically. Um, and he's ended up in the Thames. Silly git. And he's romping about. He don't know what's going on. So I assume what has happened here is he's he's come over to visit, probably to go to Fabric uh, on Friday. He's gone to Fabric. He's done God knows how many pingers. And he's totally lost his mind. So on, And then he's tried to get home and he's... Uh, you know, like his, his autopilot or his, you know, his radar or whatever's all off because he's absolutely spangled on Gurners. And so he's just, he's ended up, you know, just going round and round in circles in the Thames. Uh, the, the, th- the problem is these beluga whales, as much as they're big boys, um, they're notorious lightweights. And they're, they're always, they don't know their limit, basically. They, they think because they're, you know, enormous mammals, they can just sling you know, gurners down their throat and it's not even going to touch the sides. But then, of course, they get absolutely razzed and get themselves into all sorts of mishaps. So he's ended up in the Thames. He's off his nut. You know, he needs to have a sit-down and a glass of water. Not too much water. I'm not overdo it. Conservationists are waiting to see if a very lost beluga whale spotted in the Thames has headed out to sea yet. Uh, a rare marine mammal named Benny... Uh, was seen near Gravesend, Kent on Tuesday afternoon and appeared to be swimming strongly and feeding in the estuary. Well, that's good. All right, that he's starting to get his shit together a little bit. However, rescue teams were on standby in case the animal, which is normally found thousands of miles away in the Arctic, gets into danger. Uh, Rob Lott, a marine mammal specialist at Whale and Dolphin Conservation, the WDC. Shout out WDC crew! Uh, said the Cetacean uh, said the Cetacean was being monitored in case live strands on a sandbank it's a monitoring operation at the moment obviously the longer it stays in the Thames estuary then it will become more of a concern so we'll see what happens in the morning alright yeah yeah I think it'll, pro- it'll probably I think it'll probably sobered up by then and then he'll start to wonder where all his mates are um, his phone will have like about 18 missed calls on it his mum will be worried you know he'll realise that he's well he's missed a couple of days of work now and uh, they'll probably have sent out a search party for him god knows it could be all over social media all over like whale social media you know people are retweeting it frantically it's getting out of control yeah anyway he's a waste man he needs to go home he needs to go to bed Benny the whale go to bed what's wrong with you get out of the Thames right out of the Thames and go to bed. You're a disgrace. You are an absolute disgrace. Okay. Danny Bird. This is a new one, I think, actually. Uh, it's called Shock Out. It's a good tune. I'm, uh, oh, no, it's not. It's an old one. Sorry, my mistake. This is a, it's a classic little number. So Jess is thinking of inventing an alter ego for a date tonight. Any suggestions, please get them in. Yeah, and then you can let us know how it went tomorrow. 
This is a fucking banger. Is this real? Is this real? If anyone tells you otherwise, punch him in the neck. Woof indeed. Those were the days I remember. Danny Bird, shock out. Oh. Lovely bit of gear. Oh. Oh. Lovely bit of bag. Right-o, right-o, right-o. Now. Right, this next one. We're going in. Okay, this is, uh... Shit's about to get real. Uh, fun. Uh, guy in question in this article looks a little bit not unlike Breakage. Um... He actually looks a bit like a cross between all the people that Breakish looks like, uh, aka Mr. Robot and Steve-O. Uh, it's like a sort of weird blend of the lot of them. Anyway, from 
the Metro. Man admits posing as cheating army wife to film porn with unsuspecting men. Naughty boy. Okay. A pervert... That's a bit strong already. uh, ...has admitted dressing up as a cheating housewife to trick blindfolded men into sex acts uh, recorded for a porn website. No one uses the term sex act apart from the apart from the tabloid press they're, they're also the only people who use the term romp Brian Denumostier yeah Denumostier 32 said he met 150 men for sex through a Craigslist advert he posted and that 80 of those did not know they were being recorded for porn site Straight Boys uh, he admitted illegal interception of oral communications last Thursday and has been warned to expect up to 10 years in prison. Um, <laughs> it's funny walking Lange 10 years in prison, like, uh, basically luring, conning men into sex that you film and then put on the internet or burn a pen in the strawberry. Uh He's been warned to expect up to 10 years in prison and when he will be sentenced in November. According to the Miami Herald, of course this is in Florida, uh, Denumossier posted the ads as Susan Leon 33326 to pose as a woman looking for fun close to Homestead uh, Reserve Air Base near Miami, Florida. When they arrive, uh, the men were made to wear blindfolds or goggles so they did not realise that Susan was a man and that he was filming them for the sex site. Yep, smart. Yep, okay. Yeah, I see what see what you're doing there. Police also revealed how Dinu Mossier uh, reassured nervous victims that they weren't being filmed, only to do just that. This is exactly what they didn't want to happen. Uh, a report explained, when the men asked for reassurance that there are no cameras, he assured them that She's married to someone in the army and she would never photograph or video them. Never. And how dare they even ask? How dare they be so untrusting to ask that this poor, lonely Susan, whose husband is in the army and is away, are doing tours of duty for months or even years at a time and she's there just trying to hold it together, all sexy and alone and horny and alone and sexy and alone and how dare they betray her trust while she cheats on her husband um straight boys was home to 619 such hookup videos with uh, denny mossier selling them to a third party who uploaded them online uh, he pleaded guilty and saw a further three charges against him dropped uh, he faces separate charges for having sex with an underage boy. Oh dear, that's not that's not quite as uh, significantly less fun. Uh, oh dear, oh god, this guy's a real A grade scumbag. That was sort of like I don't know. It was a sensationalist romp at the start, and then it really took a deeply unpleasant turn at the end. <sighs> it's a fucked up world out there, ladies and gentlemen truly messed up world okay let's play some more drum and bass to cleanse our minds and our souls of the deeply upsetting actions of this one particular florida man this is cyborg by scientific and b motion 
This is a banger. So it turns out if you post the term SoundCloud rappers on Twitter, you get loads of narky bots start following you. It's a bit of fun. Got a follow from Social Plug, uh, from Rap Hip Hop Promo. And uh, from Rap Nation Live. I'll take them. I'll take them. I need all the ones I can get. This is a tasty cup. This is off Scientific's recent album, Bloodline, which is a banger if you haven't heard it. Right, people listening on Facebook Live, this is your three-minute warning until the stream will be down and everyone... Needs to move over to threshold.fm. 
for the final hour of the show. Lovely bit of gear that. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Scientific and B-Motion. <sighs> Still all manner of nonsense on the internet. I've not seen. I've seen a lot of nonsense on the internet, but I'll be honest, I've not seen it all. One day I hope to, though. I hope they're not adding nonsense to the internet at a speed faster than I can ingest it. That would be that'd be terrible. I don't think I'd be able to live with that. Okay. <sighs> Women, woman, people of people of the female. Actually, you know, I'm opening us. Anyone, don't drink your own piss. It's I. I just. I just. Oh, you can do it if you want to. You know, I'm not saying make it illegal or anything, but I just. I don't think it's good. Right. Look, I'm turning the Facebook live stream off. Everyone on Facebook, get over to Threshold.fm. Um, and enjoy this nice story. Woman says drinking her own urine every day keeps her healthy. It's a, it's a fun story. It's a fun romp. And so everyone on Facebook, move over to threshold.fm. I'll see you there. Right, people already listening on threshold.fm. Hello. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not ignoring you. Right. Woman says drinking her own urine every day keeps her healthy. How do you start your morning? Well, I started with coffee and memes. Uh, with a strong black coffee, milk, two sugars, maybe with a glass of warm piss. No? Well, that's what Kaylee Oakley does. A name in the shaman in uh, Lab Bible. <laughs> and she says she's never felt better. Kaylee, 33, says since drinking her own urine, uh, she has helped boost her low immune system giving her more energy and left her with clear skin. Uh, I think it's probably unlikely. Um, she says that prior to knocking back her wee, she was often led bedbound uh, for days, but now that's all changed. It was almost instant, she said. Drinking urine can't harm you. It's probably true. Uh, and I view it as medicine. <laughs> pissy, pissy medicine. We don't think twice about taking drugs bought over the counter with side effects, yet urine has no side effects and it works really well. I'll give you that it probably has no side effects, but I don't know about works really well. I guess if you took like, if you took loads and loads of vitamin pills, like the vast majority of the vitamins in those vitamins pills, vitamins pills, gets washed out in your piss. Uh, you could, you know, you could keep drinking the piss to try and get as much of the vitamin absorption out of them as possible but I don't think it has any special qualities I mean hey I'm not a doctor am I I'm just that guy that made the dubstep tune with the cats he's just doing a morning show playing jungle and telling dick jokes uh, a lot of expensive skincare brands contain urea this is true which is excreted in urine so I've also got a really expensive product for free <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise I had this free source of moisturiser all, all along No, just piss in my own face <laughs> Pissy Kaylee says that she was just four when doctors diagnosed her with a low immune system As she grew older, she continued to struggle with constant tiredness and pain in her muscles Age 15, she was told she had 
Hashimoto's disease, an autoimmune condition which caused caused by an underactive thyroid. Uh, and that wasn't the end of her health problems. Two years later, she was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, which causes pain all over and chronic fatigue. Uh, after living, feeling tired and in pain for years, Katie decided on a new regime, which included a raw vegan diet, yoga, and drinking urine. And within days, she said she felt a lot better. Well, the, the, look, I'm not a fucking doctor or a, you know anyone, but from the small amount of well. I'm just, fairly decent amount of research I've done as a nutrition recently. It's probably not the piss drinking that's uh, that's causing it. If you started on your vegan, raw vegan diet, you probably cut out a load of shit. Like maybe you were eating a lot of processed food, you were eating a lot of stuff with wacky, you know, with a lot of sugar, a lot of wacky stuff. I don't know, maybe you happen to cut out grain at the same time. But anyway, something you're eating is probably doing you a disservice and you've cut that out. Drinking your own piss, uh, you know, maybe, I know a lot of Indian gurus swear by it, but, you know, do what you want, do whatever makes you feel good. She said, I heard that urine can reset the immune system, promote good health, and it's good for the skin. It's also an ancient yoga technique. Uh, it's also a fun sexual act, and me and my boyfriend like to piss in each other's face all the time while singing Uptown Girl by Billy Joel and dancing the hokey cokey. I made that bit up. Yeah, uh, I have an extreme amount of energy. It's amazing. Maybe she could start. Maybe it's just her piss. Maybe her piss is like the fountain of youth or something, and she should start bottling up and selling it to the rest of us poor plebs. I don't know. Oh well, she looks. You know, she looks like she's in good shape. Good for her. You know, if it's working for you, I don't know. I, I, I maybe not put it on your Tinder profile. Maybe that's something that you need to sort of ease a new lover into. Like, maybe, how do you break that to someone? You know, they stay over at yours for the first night, and then in the morning, you're like, oh, do you want a cup of coffee? And they're like, oh, yeah, if you're having one. It's like, well, I'm not. Oh, what, what do you normally have? I normally drink my own piss. Oh, um, I don't really fancy drinking your piss. No, no, I'm not suggesting that, but maybe you'd like to drink your own. Maybe not. Maybe, um, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty surefire way to get yourself ghosted, I reckon. Right. Moufleur. Snowflakes. Perhaps, I don't know, poking fun at easily offended millennials. I don't know. I'm not suggesting. He's a good boy, our Moufleur. I'm a fan.
See y'all listening all around the world. Threshold.fm. Plenty in the UK. Australia, Czech Republic, Hong Kong, US, Belgium, Poland, Netherlands. I see ya. I see you in Wyoming. Indiana. See you in Sofia. I see you listening on a Samsung. I see you. If you want to get in touch, you can tweet me at High Rankin. This is Muffler with Snowflakes. Lovely. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, okay. Got a few more uh, narky bits of uh, news for you. Hungry driver eats plate of lasagna while driving at 60 miles an hour. News! This is news! This is good news. Okay. On long stretches of road, signs regularly remind drivers of the importance of stopping for rest when they're feeling tired. Until this point, though, the powers that be have presumably not felt it necessary to advise drivers to pull over if they fancy tucking into a massive meal. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't particularly feel that my council tax is well spent. Um, but I, I maybe... Maybe they should be spending some of it on road signs that say, please do not drive while eating lasagna. Maybe, in fact, maybe there should be more, you know, lasagna-related signage in, in, all, in all sorts of places. Do not operate heavy machinery while eating lasagna. Um, do not attempt to get hold of your missus while eating lasagna. You know, just general sort of life-based lasagna advice i think would be quite good i have a sort of tale of uh, somewhat tale of woe about a lasagna from a couple of weeks ago um anyone who follows me on twitter will know that i'm on a bit of a well 
I don't consider it wacky, but many people consider it wacky, diet, which is that in the week I only eat meat and other animal products. Um, Some people are calling it carnivore diet or whatever. But I have a tendency to fall off at weekends, you know, because of social events and so on and so forth. Anyway, a couple of weeks ago, I've done it very strictly for almost a couple of weeks and I was feeling like an absolute fucking champion. Uh, It makes you feel very good. But then we went, uh, me and my girlfriend went to a friend's house on the Saturday night and I don't want to be a di- I don't want to be difficult so I'm not the sort of person that's going to turn up and go oh, hello uh, sorry to interrupt your dinner party but I only eat steak so if you wouldn't mind just popping out to the local Aldi and buying one of their 35 day aged dry aged ribeye steaks for me that would be superb no I'll just eat what, what's there I'm a sociable guy I don't want to be a prick about it anyway so they were like hey we're having lasagna and garlic bread and I was like, ah, sweet, fuck it, you know, what's, what's, this is, this is good, I'm, I'm a big lasagna fan. So, I have a couple of drinks, have a few crisps, and uh, the carb monster starts to take hold. The garlic bread goes straight down, bam, wallop, not a problem. Anyway, first big portion of lasagna. Will's a big boy, he'd like a big portion. I would like a big portion, I am a big boy. Right, big old portion of lasagna coming up. Wham, that goes straight down the hatch. There's a lot left. So, right, Will's on his second portion, bit more garlic bread, no problem. Another couple of glasses of the Vino di Collapso. Yep, lovely. It's all going down the hatch. Another few portions, bit of pud pud. Lovely. Oh, yum, 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 yum. I've eaten the equivalent of about four meals in one go. Anyway, get home, start feeling sick, start feeling very, very sick. And about an hour later, oh, it's all coming back up again. Oh dear, I wasn't—I wasn't particularly drunk. Just the combination of my body having been on a lovely pure diet for a couple of weeks, and then having like a about a kilo of very, very refined carbohydrates slung down it, like the way you might throw a, a bloody—I don't know—bin bag down a rubbish chute. Oh, it all came up again. Oh, it was harrowing. Oh, it was deeply harrowing. I think the, the neighbours might have heard. Anyway, it, uh, I could have done with one of those signs that said, warning, do not, if on carnivore diet, do not consume four times the recommended dose of lasagna in one sitting. But I guess, you know, you live and learn, don't you? You, you, you never lose. As we say in martial arts, you never lose. You only learn. And, uh, yeah, didn't have to learn the hard way. All right. Lockdown. Shimon, Andy C., off Ram Raiders 5. So it's a slightly more modern day Ram Raiders by about, I don't know, three years or something. got a nice picture of some lasagna in this uh, in this news article and despite you know normally people were like when they're kids and they drink a lot of one particular booze and throw up they can never touch it again but I actually really fancy lasagna right now
Hold tight, all y'all listening all around the world. Hold tight, IP address 82462567. I see you. <laughs> 8049884. I see you. Hey, if you want to get in touch with any lasagna-related incidents or stories, please do tweet me at High Rankin. I want to know. I want to hear them. Make them up if you have to. Mike Swain on Twitter says I was just reading about Lil Xan I don't get this whole SoundCloud rap scene maybe I need to give my hipster card back yeah it's a sad it's a sad state of affairs when you get to the point in your life where you have to say like, oh I don't don't get this modern what's, what's this modern music what's going on here I don't I don't understand this but I do feel like stuff has got stupider in recent years particularly with with music I mean like didn't uh, Spotify announce recently that they uh, they had like 10,000 different artists on Spotify now that's name starts with Lil, Lil Zan, Lil, Lil Bellendhead, Lil, Lil Jizz in Your Pants, Lil MC Debt in a Wig. I don't know. This is, I think it's a, uh, I think it's a sorry state of affairs. I think it's uh I think it's broken Britain. It's appalling. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Right, look, what else have we got in terms of um, no more lasagna news so far, but I'm holding out hope that the good listeners of Threshold will send in their... their uh, oh, no, look, we, we, have a, we have a tweet here. At King of Gunties says, My wife loves a lasagna. Uh, my fat wife loves a lasagna, and as such I make her a fresh one for breakfast every morning. Sometimes I like to batter it and deep fry it. She also has it with ice cream and sprinkles. She loves it. She is fat. Thanks, King of Gunties. Please don't hesitate to get in touch again. Okay, so on the subject of strawberries. Um, girl with strawberry allergy told she couldn't fly so crew could serve Magnus. Uh, I think that's fair enough. I think the fact that her strawberry allergy infringes on the... Uh, the rights and liberties of the other passengers and their rights to drink Magnus. And so therefore, from a purely um, 
liberal perspective, uh, I think it's only fair that she is grounded. So a teenager claims an air steward told her she wouldn't be able to stay on her flight because her strawberry allergy meant they would be unable to serve berry magic magnus cider. Chloe Fitzpatrick, 19, from Bolton on Boland. Shit's going down in Bolton on Boland. Uh, Lancashire, she claims uh, she was told to find another way home. <laughs> from Zanti in Greece. Like, can you imagine? You're like, oh, um, yeah, by the way, I have a strawberry allergy. Oh, well, you can't come on the flight then. Well, why not? <laughs> well, we serve strawberry magnus. Yeah, right, but um, I've, I've got to get home. I've got work on Monday. Well, she's just going to have to make your own way home. Why don't you start walking? Right, yeah, just from Greece, through the rest of Europe, walk through the Channel Tunnel, and uh, back up to Lancashire. That's hilarious. I mean, I, I, I do think there's probably, you know, props to the cabin crew that was that. Well, rude, quite frankly. Uh, she claims she told two members of staff about her airborne strawberry allergy. Oh, it's airborne as well. Wow. Um, uh, when she got on the plane and the pair agreed not to serve the cider or rosé wine. Does rosé wine have strawberries in it? Who knows? But Chloe said she was then told by a more senior flight attendant that the two products would still be served on the flight despite putting her at risk of anaphylactic shock. Uh, the teenager claims the steward told her that she would have to get off the plane because she was not comfortable having Chloe on the flight with the allergy. She was saying, "I'm not happy. Uh, I'm not happy not serving these products because you've got more because we've got more than 200 guests that expect us to do so." Are they still didn't they stop serving peanuts on planes for this very reason. The teenager eventually stayed on the flight back to Manchester with boyfriend Matthew Higson. Shout out, Big Matty Higgs, uh, 20, 21. When two other stewards protested and an announcement was made to other passengers that they could not consume strawberries on board. Uh, I bet that was a hilarious announcement. Um, um, we regret to inform you that we can no longer serve strawberry magnas or strawberry-based products due to Chloe's airborne strawberry allergy. What the fuck? Where's my magnas? I apologise. We'd like to extend this apology to all the EasyJet Plus card holders uh, who are absolute fucking boys and we love them deeply with all of our hearts. This is mad. I mean, it's people have wacky allergies, but airborne strawberry, it's not even, you don't even have to eat the strawberry, you just got to be in the same room as it. That is wild. <sighs> Dearie me, I wonder if there's any strawberry themed drum and bass tunes. Let me know. Christ, let's play Terrorist. See y'all listening in Texas.
Keith, terrorist, absolute classic. Lord of mercy. Right, this is really ridiculous now. This is an absolute wind up. This here in the metro, 
Student pours bleach and water on men's crotches to stop the man-spreading. Yes, the ever-caring feminists are out throwing bleach on people because that's what you do to people, apparently, when you don't like their behaviour. You throw bleach on them. Yeah, nice one. Uh, a law student... You're a law student in your... Okay. Has embarked on a campaign to stop people from man-spreading. This is in Russia. Anna Dovguluk, 20, is filmed apparently pouring diluted bleach onto men's crotches across the subway in St. Petersburg. Um, well, assaulting random members of the public. Uh, she has accused the men who carry out the practice uh, as... <sighs> She has accused men who carry out the practice as gender aggression and calls manspreading, sitting with your legs wide open on public transport, a disgusting act. <laughs> uh, she says that people are fighting against the practice across the world, but it's being hushed up in Russia. She says, We not only called the manspreading down, but also marked them with identification spots. There was a group of people a while ago that used to mark the people they didn't like with identification spots. Oh, what were they called? Um, this is ridiculous. I think it is actually... Uh, I think she's set it up. I think this is a... Um, she, uh, the people that she's done it to are actually friends of hers and it's done for a sort of... Uh, supposed to look like a... You know, a kind of prank video thing, but actually they're all in on it. If they're not, it's ridiculous. One guy, he's, just, he's asleep, and there are there are empty spaces. Either He's up against the side, and there are two empty spaces next to him. His legs aren't even that far apart, and she's throwing bleach on his crotch. Uh, another guy who is just sat normally. Yeah, he's got the bleach to the crotch. More people who are sat with three seats either side of them on a very empty train. She's throwing bleach at them. Uh, she's just going out assaulting people, basically, and somehow claiming that she's better than everybody else. This is ridiculous, really. It's like, on the one hand, they'll say, oh, nobody can tell you what to do with your body. On the other hand, let's make having your legs too far apart illegal. This is, you know, it's it's a crazy world out there, ladies and gentlemen. It's a crazy world. It's, um, yeah. I don't know if there are any uh, drum and bass tracks about having your legs too far apart on public transport. Um, but I guess Drop It Down is probably the closest. says about the bleach this solution is 30 times more concentrated than the mixture used by housewives when doing the laundry well, that's a somewhat sexist statement in and of itself don't you think Jump up and down, 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 down
to DJ Foo scratching it up in honkers I see ya Drop it down, Calibre and MC Fats. What a classic. Yes, indeed. Drop it down. That somehow has eluded my vinyl collection. I don't know why. I don't know how. If you know, let me know. Yeah, I'm reading more about this uh, girl throwing bleach on people. Uh, Calling herself a social activist, Anna has previously achieved worldwide attention by flashing her underwear to commuters to raise awareness for upskirting laws in Russia. Critics asked how she was helping counter the menace by upskirting uh, herself. It's, uh, it's, It's confusing, isn't it? She said, I'm a social activist who advocates for women's rights and against discrimination in any form. 
I don't think throwing bleach over people is the answer. However, Russian news outlet Rosbolt claimed that her video was a sham and that she used actors. But the campaigning student flatly denied this. My actions is absolutely real. Okay, you're a criminal. <laughs> just, just, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, if you use actors, like, yeah, cool. Like, I, I, I see what you're doing there. I don't like, but I think throwing bleach over members of the public's crotches, like, is, like. Anyway, all right, look, I'm getting, I'm getting off that. I'll get carried away, you know. Yeah, but anyway, I advise you all to look into it. Yeah, it's appalling. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, okay, I, <laughs> this is funny. All right, take a slightly lighter tone now. Um, slightly lighter, not that much lighter. Man used his dead neighbour's debit card to buy six grand's worth of pizza. <laughs> when the carb monster takes hold, there's just no stopping it. The last time Maria Conlon's neighbours remember seeing her was sometime in January 2015. It wasn't until October 2017 when police found her decayed remains that they knew she'd died. Bloody hell. As she had no family, it seems that no one had any idea that she'd passed. Well, no one except for Robert Sharkey, the sharky prick. The normal thing to do when you discover a deceased neighbour would be to report it to the police. But not Robert, 24. He decided to break into his neighbour's home and steal her bank cards, uh, <laughs> which he went on to use to buy food and pay bills until Marie was discovered by police. He used her money to order six grand's worth of Domino's pizza, three grand's worth of food from Sainsbury's, <laughs> uh, buy a grand's worth of credit for his phone and pay a £285 power bill. Uh, the only allegation he did deny was stealing her second debit card uh, from Marie's Belfast flat. Judge Jeffrey Miller, QC, said he was a very naughty boy, but boys will be boys, so I let him off because it's funny. Uh, now, he requested more time to consider the denial of the second theft, as well as to decide whether the court would prosecute him for breaking and entering in addition to the other charges against him. Is it illegal to not report a dead body? Probably is, isn't it? Uh, when Maria's body was discovered, uh, a Sinn Féin representative, Alex uh, Maskey, said, As for a very sad, sad person has ended their days in this nature and have no family, it's quite distressing. Uh, I'm told she led a very quiet life, uh, private life over the number of years, uh, which obviously has contributed to the fact that uh, she was there for so long. Go away, mum dance. He's messaging me all manner of stuff. God almighty. Um, anyway, Maria's finally laid to rest last October during a, a memorial mass that was held for her at St. Oliver Plunkett's Church in Belfast. She was buried at Milton Cemetery the same day. Sharky will be sentenced in October. You sharky bastard. That is very naughty boy. Very naughty indeed.
by Aphrodite as made famous by of course the wonderful human traffic scene in the record shop any jungling guy classic right now from reliable bastions of respectable journalism uni lad uh, <laughs> story here bosses have quote unquote no idea what their employees do every day 
this is undoubtedly true. I am my own boss and I've got no fucking clue what I do all day. New findings have revealed what many people have suspected for years. Your boss literally has no idea what you're up to all day. A survey of 2,000 workers discovered approximately one in three feel their managers are completely oblivious when it comes to their work that they do every single day. One third feel that their half graft, their hard graft goes unrecognised. Talk about feeling underappreciated. And matters got even more worrying. The poll conducted by Perkbox oh yeah, uh, showed how another 41% felt their bosses would be incapable of completing even one day's work in their job, while over one third reckoned their bosses grossly overpaid for the work that they do. Um, yeah, most... I th- all right, only a third of people feel that. That's, yeah, could be worse. I thought that would be the sort of thing that everyone would just sort of automatically assume. Oh, do you think your boss is overpaid? Yeah, of course the boss is overpaid. You underpaid? Obviously I'm underpaid. You know, it's it was just one of those sort of assumptions that, you know, everyone naturally has. Like, does there any does anyone think that they themselves are un, are overpaid? Probably not. It'd be a nice position to be in, though. Um this certainly sounds like a recipe for resentment and low morale. Certainly not ideal for a happy, healthy working environment. Although partaking in an average of four conversations per day with their direct line manager, employees reportedly don't often get the opportunity to talk to their professional future. Talk about their professional future, averaging a mere three conversations annually about career prospects. Yeah, I would imagine that most people out there are working in really crap jobs that you know that you have no kind of uh, I don't know that people have no interest in your future that's an awful that's that's a really that's an absolute recipe for being horribly depressed and miserable with your life and your lot and uh, no one should put up with that or tolerate it I know obviously we have you know there are millions of professions out there that with job work that needs to get done and someone's got to do it but things like that should be, you know, should at the very least be better paid. I, for one, won't stand for it. And us here at Threshold.fm, we're paying people exaggerated figures for almost no work whatsoever. They're just playing ping pong all day, uh, rifling around in their trousers and eating Cheetos. And we pay them a million pounds a day. God knows where we're getting the money from. Uh, <laughs> it'll probably run out soon enough. Right, there we've got a few more. We're coming to the end of the show. But I've got some, I've got some lovely, some lovely tunes to play. Look, let's play artificial intelligence uprising, because um, it's it's great. This is a really really good tune. <laughs>
We're three shows in now on the Coffee and Memes radio show on Threshold.fm. If you haven't already, like the Threshold.fm Facebook page. That'll be very kind of you. And if you're enjoying it, then please share it on social media. Either share the Facebook live stream or share the Threshold.fm stream address. Tell people about it. It would help me out a lot. I'm having a blast so far. I think this is great. I am archiving all the shows. I'm putting them up on YouTube and I'm also putting the audio recording on SoundCloud. Oh, look. <laughs> oh, official intelligence. Uprising. Bloody love that record. So good. Right, look. Before we leave today, I should let you all know that it is National Fitness Day today in the UK. And, you know, you've got to get out there. got to get after it. Start yoking some mad weight. You know, get those reps in. Come on, make those gains. Get on the gain train, off the gravy train and onto the gain train. Uh, there's a the Public Health England Twitter account today has put up a little infographic of what counts as moderate physical activity. Walking, gardening, hiking, crying alone in the dark, cycling, active recreation, arguing with a spouse, swimming, uh, energetic masturbation so any, get out there and do any of those things to work up a bit of a sweat you know and um, you know maybe not not be such a waste of space um, alternatively sort your diet out you can't outrun, you can't outrun a bad diet there's no there's there's no amount of exercise that means you can just sling liters of coca-cola and bloody refined carbohydrates down your neck it's 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 a no so no from me. Right, look, I'm gonna to have to give you one more one more little nugget and then I'm off to jujitsu. So this is John B. Up all night. I'm getting the John B trance and bass mix off him to put on the sort of threshold jukebox to play when we're not live. So that if you're lucky that might pop up when you listen next. Right, thank you all very much for tuning in. 
lots of love. God bless. I will see you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Threshold.fm. Lots of love. Quick note for anyone that's listening, if there's anyone listening that is interested in the wacky, wild and wonderful world of diet and nutrition, I have Brian Sanders, a documentary filmmaker who's making a documentary called Food Lies, on the podcast tonight at 7pm. I'll be streaming it here, I'll be streaming it on Facebook Live, and uh, 
yeah, you're in for a hell of a ride if you're if you're interested in the world of diet nutrition, eating a lot of meat. Is it good for you? Is it bad for you? Is being a vegan good or bad? Find out tonight. <laughs>